ออนไลน์พอดแคสต์
I was getting ready to go uh, back to Malaysia. And just so you know, just for context's sake, um, I have been back to Malaysia since my last post twice already. <laughs> so I'm gonna just gonna talk about my last trip. And it turned out, and some of you already know this, and some of you may not have heard all the details from a, um, I guess, from an online point of view. And I thought it would be kind of nice for me, really, to document this so that I can go back and listen to it. And now that I actually have one year of processing time, I'm a little bit more distant and more away from it than um, if I were to do a recording freshly then. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about my this last, not this last trip, but, but two trips ago in 2016 when I visited in September. So I went back to Malaysia again to see my parents. I do that pretty much every year. If they don't come to the States, I will go back to Malaysia. And so in 2016, I already planned on a trip. And at that time, one of my cousins also was getting married and uh, it worked out perfectly. So I went home and I think the following, yeah, I arrived. I can't remember what day now. It's been over a year. Or, uh, yeah, well, almost a year. I went home. I arrived that morning. The following morning, I left for Kuala Lumpur to attend my um, cousin's wedding. And the whole family went, but my parents uh, did not fly. I just, I flew because they they were all going to ride in a in a car with the rest of the family. So they, they're all driving to KL, which you know, takes about four hours. I flew, took about 45 minutes, you know. Um, so I was there before all of them. And then they arrived a little bit later in that evening. So they, meaning my, you know, my sister's family and my parents, and they all kind of went together. And at that time, um, we have already scheduled um, something for my dad, and it, it was it, it was a little bit of a, um, I have to say, a little worrisome, worrisome journey for me, because before I actually left the country, uh, left the U.S. for Malaysia. I have already gotten news from my sister and from my brother-in-law that my dad's um, uh, in what is that called? The PSI. It's like a um, prostate something. Let me find out for you. This is my homework. Um, prostate PSI prostate something index. <laughs> Let me see if anyone talking about the PS PSA. PSA, not PSI. It's PHI. Okay, so PSA. Um, P. What is it? Um, oh, I think I was thinking about PSI as in like pump gas uh, with like the pressure. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a it's a test. Oh, it's a prostate specific antigen. Um, so it so it, it will essentially indicate whether or not you have prostate. Uh, cancer or prostate issues, and my dad's PSI uh, was at one point high, and then was treated, and then from his blood test, his PSI was high again. No PSA, <laughs> PSA, public service announcement. Okay, uh, so 
the, so that the results came back、um, alarmingly high. I can't remember what the number now. It's been a, a long while. So it, it came back alarmingly high, and so I, I my brother-in-law immediately told、um, us, my sister and my、uh, my brother-in-law told me and my brother、uh, that there is a very high likelihood that my dad may have prostate cancer. So of course it's like a worrisome trip, and、um, after that, my cousin's wedding, we're gonna go back、uh, that weekend, and then the following Tuesday, he's he's gonna go in for a、uh, prostate biopsy, and that would confirm whether or not he has、um, cancer or what the issues were. They will be able to find out more, just based on the other. Doctor's visit that my、uh, dad told my brother-in-law, he just have to uh, uh, just wanting to prepare us that that's a, a likelihood that it's going to be、uh, prostate cancer. And the more I worry about it, the more I do research.、Uh, you know, sometimes it gets scarier as you find out more. But what I found out is that you know, typically prostate cancer can. Can be it's very curable, it's very treatable, and it is a very non-aggressive type of cancer, and so it typically wouldn't spread that far. So I'm just like trying to find some kind of understanding of what the worst case scenario is going to be and what is the best case scenario, and and the whole time not trying to portray my own. Um, anxiety and my own fear, my own worries, to project it out to my parents. All right, so I'm keeping away from projecting my own fear and my own worries on them. So, so what happened was we we you know we just like went on like our normal business, and the Tuesday comes, we drove my dad. It's, it's an outpatient thing. Drove my dad to the general hospital in Penang, and general hospital is a public health care essentially in in,、uh, in Malaysia. And because they're public servant, my my parents were teachers before they retired, and they just have this mentality that they, it's free service for them. They are public servants, and they get to enjoy the benefit. They get free, like completely zero dollars treatment there. So for all their checkups, they always go to. The general hospital in Penang. So,、um, unlike all the other checkups, he has a, a doctor there, and so he went on to、uh, his doctor and got a biopsy. Now, this is the part where the reality of public health care、uh, kicks in. I, I'm still for it, if you ask me, you know, politically, because if you are Unable to go to a private hospital here, and unable to foot the bill if you don't have insurance, you are pretty much waiting to die.、Um, there, even though the quality compared to a private hospital isn't nearly as comfortable or nice, the option for treatment is still there. So, so let's get that out straight. However, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I'm going to tell you how bad、um, uh, things. Sorry, I dropped stuff. Things were for my dad. 
So we went there, and it usually the time they give you a time frame. They'll tell you, okay, so your appointment is from uh, eight、uh, o'clock to eleven、uh, o'clock. They don't know when they're gonna see you. It's between that range. So I dropped my dad off, and we we were gonna wait for him, but we thought, why don't we just hop over to、uh, like it, just like a block, a half a block away from the hospital to have breakfast. So we had we did that. And and then by the time we came back, he was already gone in. I mean, his name was called, and so he's. I mean, we saw that.、Um, I think before we left, he was still waiting, and by the time we went back in there, he's already in there、uh, with the doctor. And then we waited and waited, and I went to the the front desk and I asked, you know, how's my dad doing? He said, I don't know. He's he's still in there with the doctor, so no information. So we waited and waited some more. And about it was like maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, we thought, wait, I this I don't why why haven't we heard anything? We try to call him.、Uh, our phone has no service in that in that uh, hospital, uh, that particular building. There's no service, and and then I start to see a little commotion of the doctors coming in and out.、Um, Uh, from one of the rooms, and so we started asking, you know, where's my dad? I haven't seen my dad for like oh, oh almost、uh, over an hour, and so by then I was a little worried,、um, to be honest. And then the doctor finally came out. So the front desk was, I mean, they they were of no help at all.、Uh, I, I would think that they. They would at least tell the front desk and let the front desk know if somebody's looking for this person. Something happened to my dad. So the doctor himself came out and was asking. I said, "Are you John?" And he was like, "You know, looking for several people. Are you John? Are you so and so and so and so?" And he's like, "Yes." I said, "Yeah, I'm John." He said, "Oh, we we have been looking for you for hours."、Uh, so he. My dad tried to call my cell phone. My I was actually outside, like just two door. Like if the doctor opens one door and then come through another door, I'm there waiting for for my dad.、Uh, but he's they've been trying to contacting. They have been trying to contact us, but the whole time we have no service, so we couldn't couldn't uh, uh, the doctor couldn't reach us. And he even tried to call my brother in law. My brother in law tried to call us. We couldn't get to us because there's no 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 cell service. So all that fiasco later, um, um, he pulled me into、um, the room and told me about my dad's situation. He said that he wouldn't stop bleeding. So they did、um, his biopsy, and he would not stop bleeding, and so he had to be admitted to the hospital. And because we were already there at the general hospital, we just admitted him into that hospital. Uh, my dad obviously was nervous. I can I can tell he didn't say so.、Uh, he's been losing a lot of blood. I mean, I saw the floor.、Um, I'm gonna get a little graphic there. I saw blood everywhere. Essentially,、um, I, I I my parents, my sis, my mom and my sister were outside, and I was just the only one in there. So then I have to come out and tell them the news and tell them that I we have to admit him, and I have to do then I I. Took all the my dad's、um, identification card and go and get him admitted. 
So long story short, we got that all taken care of. So he's admitted, and now he's in the hospital ward. And th- this is where I have not felt. I've not had the opportunity to take care of my parents. Really, they've been they're in their late seventies. My dad is in at that time last year was seventy seven. Yeah, this year seventy eight. So late seventies. They've been pretty healthy. My mom and my dad. They've been pretty healthy, very active, and so there weren't any time where they needed care. And this is the first time that my dad actually was needing care, and I have not been, I, you know, I've been lucky. I've been haven't been able to uh, learn what to do or how to deal with things, how to face it, and all that. So it suddenly, you know, how my my vacation mode just click onto care mode, and I just change immediately to, I don't know how. You know, sometimes when you're put in a situation where you have never faced before, where you don't know how to deal with, you just figure it out. You know, that's why I felt like. So I suddenly, if you would call it that, I suddenly become a man again. I become the father because I'm caring for my dad, and it was painful. To see my dad suffering, and because the first day he he was he was in pain, because what happened was this might get too very graphic. So if you're squimish, you might want to skip ahead or something. Um, I'll, I'll try not to be too graphic about it. So essentially, there is um, he he couldn't because of his the, the position where the biopsy goes in went through his rectum so like butt and but it does puncture his his urethra so essentially where you pee is now covered with blood because he's bleeding and because of the blood clogging he cannot pee so essentially that first night like i meant when i say night i don't mean you know 7 p.m. till midnight I mean, from 7 p.m. or actually from the afternoon all the way to the next morning. So I was there with him at the hospital. In fact, my pa- my mom specifically said, you know, you don't have to stay here. Uh, the nurses will take care of your dad. He'll be fine. Uh, go home and have a good night's sleep. Then come tomorrow. I did not want to do that. I was very insistent, and I told my mom said, I I I. I know, but I just have a feeling that I need to be here. So I send them back. I send them after a long, stern, um, not argument, but after a long, stern statement from me. I said, "Just go. I'm fine. I can take care of myself. Go. I need to be here with my dad." So I send them home, and then I was there with him, and then I went through. So that's the night where he was struggling through. Uh, You know the the blood is it's he's still bleeding internally, and there's nowhere to go, and the blood's starting to clog. So it's a a awful scene. I I have pictures of that. I'm not going to share any of the pictures, but I, I I was trying to really capture that moment. You know, I I became I became the caregiver 
um, all of a sudden, and it's a different feeling. My priority really changed uh, when when that happened. My world sort of like my perspective completely changed. I didn't know how I was capable of do doing certain things. You know, you all know that I I don't go number two unless it qualifies that four major criteria of mine. Number one is moisture, temperature, sight, and smell. They all have to score high on those four before I can actually do number two. Otherwise, my butthole just lock up. But that night, that evening, my priority changed, and that changed me for like forever. I mean, I still would prefer to go to like a Four Seasons hotel, like a hotel, nice bathroom. But now I can at least go number two <laughs> if I have to. I'm not as picky anymore. That really changed me. Um, so the quick story. So my my dad, the, that first night, I was with my dad, and then the doctor said they or or the houseman or the um. I don't know what they call it here. I forgot what it's called. But they, they, the nurses and the houseman said, you know, the the doctor's gonna come through. You guys, all the visitors have to go downstairs. You cannot be in the room. So we we were all sent downstairs. So I, my dad has his phone. I have my phone. I just went downstairs, and that 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 time was just looking for something to eat. I went to the the little convenience store and just got something. I think my parents got something for me as well. Um, I. Uh, for my dad is also so my dad has his food so anyway I was just looking for a place to eat so I went downstairs I ate and then I needed to poop <laughs> and I was like shh literally um I needed to poop and but I wasn't like really I wasn't freaking out or anything I just said wait I need to find a place to poop so I was looking around oh and I was looking for a place to charge my phone first. Uh, because my power is about to go, my phone battery is about to go out, and I want to make sure that I have a full charge on my power bank and all that. So I was looking for a place to charge my phone. So that was a funny story, side story, two side stories. I was walking around the hospital looking for somebody, and then I saw these two patient, one patient in his hospital gown, and the other friend of his bought like some, I don't know, noodles or something for him, the non-hospital food. And so I, I, I saw them and I smiled and I walked away. And then one guy came up to me and said, Hey, are you the, the Penang Hokkien guy? <laughs> so somebody said, like a listener of mine, the sick, the patient was the Penang Hokkien uh, listener. So later on, they came up and talked to me and we, we had a nice brief chat. And, uh, but then the side story is I, I have to go to number two. So I look around. I'm still very resourceful. I would go to places to find bathroom that is probably the least dirty, but still wouldn't qualify my moisture and the temperature um, um, qualification. Uh, thank goodness it was just been washed. This bathroom just been washed, and that particular ward was only open during the day, so the bathroom was still open, but all the the clinics and all the other offices were shut, locked up. So I went to the bathroom, and and went on doing my number two business. My dad called. I picked up the phone, and he said, "Hey, I haven't. Uh, the doctor's still here. Don't come up yet. When we're done, I'll give you a call." I said, "Okay, good." He said, uh, "What are you doing?" I said, "Oh, I'm 
pooping. <laughs> and he said, "So this get, okay. Just remind you, he's been bleeding all day, and he cannot pass his urine. So therefore, all everything's bladder is like all swollen up with blood, and in pain. And he said." Oh my gosh! Do you need to call your sister to take you to the hotel? <laughs> Because that's typically what I'd ask my dad to do: is just drive me to a hotel so I can go poop. I said, "No, no, no, no! I'm done. I'm done. I'm fine." But actually, I was actually doing my business right then. Uh, but I was like, "No, no! I don't want to worry him." So really, my priority was my dad, and it was so easy. Like I didn't even flinch a bit on using the bathroom. So I take care, took care of that, and there were several. Nights and so he was there、um, that one night, and then the following day he stayed there because he was still bleeding. And people, the doctor said we want to keep him for another night, so we kept him for another night. And that was like Wednesday.、Uh, that so Tuesday he was admitted, and Wednesday another night, and then Thursday rollabout. So I went. So Tuesday night I was there. Wednesday night I was there also.、Uh, so what happened was my. Sister and my mom would come to the hospital in the afternoon. I will. I think I took an Uber or my my somebody drove me back. I can't remember. I think I took an Uber back, and went home to sleep from like four, five, three, four o'clock, four five o'clock to sleep until like maybe eight o'clock or nine o'clock. Then I then I went back to the hospital again. Um. And at that time, to, to essentially to relieve my parent, my mom, and my sister, and then I, I, I went to my、uh, father, and、uh, so he was. I, I can't remember if he was in pain or not,、uh, but, but long story short, he, he, he was not good. But he, I think he was sleeping a little bit more at least that、uh, evening. The next morning, he was in great pain again. So. Um, to kind of pick up a little bit of or background story, just before actually the same day, where the same day I came back from Kuala Lumpur for attending my cousin's wedding, was the same night that we have our primary school、um, reunion. So I went there, and I have a friend of mine who's a doctor, and so we kind of connected, and we, I've reconnected with him a year prior to that already. So this is not the first time I've seen him since primary school or high school. Went to the same high school as well, but、uh, I reconnected with him, and and so he was aware that my dad was going to have his uh, um, prostate biopsy done there. What he didn't know was that. Um, he was admitted. So when he found, I can't even remember how. Maybe I just told him. I said, "Hey, you know, I'm around. My dad is in the hospital." And so he's like, "Oh, let me come over and take a look at your dad." So he came over, and he he was like kind of silently in the background, was monitoring my dad's、um, chart. I was too, because the, the the nurses did nothing. Re- they really did nothing. Um, not even attending, like not even come over to my dad. My dad was like calling for them, and I said, "You know, the, use me, call me." But my dad's like, "No, it's their job. You don't have to do that." I was like, "No, they they're not going to answer you, and we'll need them when we when you are in pain. That's when we need them. So for little things, I'll do it for you." So, um, I was essentially 
you know, I have to clean my dad up. He he was bleeding all over. I have to change his 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 um his uh hospital gown. I have to clean up and wipe him and all that. I was doing all that, and then uh so my my friend the following morning morning on it was Wednesday morning. He said, "Hey, let's let's I'll take you out to breakfast." So I'm so sweet, right? My friend, this doctor friend of mine, he works there, and so he said, "Let, let me take you out to to breakfast just to have a little break." And so I went, and and at that time I didn't pick it up, but he was kind of hinting that you know if you can, it might be good to go to a private hospital. So then I was taking that same note. I was talking to my brother-in-law about it that same day, and then my brother-in-law said, you know, there might be nothing that it probably not nothing could be done in a private hospital. It probably would be the same thing, just monitoring and see if his bleeding would stop, which makes sense to me. And then. The following day comes the Wednesday night. He he was still not. He was supposed to be this discharged on Wednesday, and they wanted to keep him for another day, a Thursday. So when the Tuesday one night, and then Wednesday we couldn't go, so we kept him for another night. And now it's Thursday morning, and by that time I was very frustrated. I was tired, and my dad was in pain. Um, I really. Was very frustrated, and I was trying to get my brother-in-law to discuss because my brother-in-law is a doctor. But then, I, what I failed to do, and what I've learned from this trip is that it, my brother-in-law, it, this is not his father. This is his father-in-law, and we, me, my brother, my sister, should be able to make decision after consulting with him. I mean, it makes sense to be consulting with with your uh, family, who's. Uh, Doctor, a family member who's a doctor, but then the decision ultimately has to come from us. That's the big learning that I got out of this. Is that okay? I've considered my friend's consultation, and so by the time Thursday roll rolled up, roll up, roll on, um, I Thursday morning, my friend said, "You know what? I'm just telling you this as a friend now, and not as a doctor." He said, "If you are able to," he said, "because he cannot tell us because he doesn't know our financial uh, ability whether or not we can afford that." But he said, "You know, as a friend, if you are able to, I would recommend that you go to a private hospital because Friday is a public holiday, and there won't be any doctor on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then, uh, and then you have to wait for three days without doctor." And it would be. I mean, they they will be on call, but it it would be minimal. They they can't. They, I have to request for my a catheter to put in on my dad so that he will be able to drain his his blood. Uh, I know. Sorry, I got graphic. The but we couldn't get the okay until we find a doctor to to sign it off. So that took about three hours. So he said that that it would be same the same thing, but it would be for three days. So uh, I was like, "Shit, what do I do?" And thank goodness, I mean, I, I know he. It, we've talked about this multiple times now in person with with my friend, who's this doctor friend of mine. But I really owe him huge because he said, "You know, let me call around see if I can find another hospital that would take him." And then my dad seen has seen a private hospital,、uh, a slightly cheaper private private hospital that they've been to, and、uh, my, another doctor actually look at 
uh, well, I think another doctor who who uh, I think when my the first time my dad has hit had his pri- uh, prostate issue, he saw that doctor, and so we thought, okay, maybe let's go to the same doctor. He called, tried to call that doctor. That doctor is not available. Um, but according to my friend, he's not willing to take him because very few people want to take patients who are already in in such critical condition in and so but he tried to call several multiple hospitals and he's been trying to contact other specialists elsewhere in other private hospitals and finally he found somebody who who's willing to take him i was like oh thank goodness and that is the the i still feel like i owe him something because of what he's done for me for my dad um and that's going to stick with me forever um and even though he said that you know that's really nothing but you know how that is you know you feel like you you are forever indebted for what he's done for my dad and so i i immediately say okay we're going to call for the ambulance and you know i'm also cost conscious because you know what my dad has no insurance because of his age and because of the public health care they never felt like there's a need for um, um, health insurance but regardless they couldn't get health insurance anyway at that age it would be super expensive and doesn't cover anything and so um so i i called a couple of cousins found out there's a private ambulance that you can hire and the private ambulance would actually come pick up my dad from the general hospital and then drive him to the new hospital which is a private hospital. And I I arranged all that. I called and I just made my decision with my sister. I said, um, I think I'm going to move dad. I, oh, we couldn't get to my brother-in-law because he's also working. He's a doctor. He's working. We couldn't get to him. I said to, I told my sister, I said, Let, let's just both of us make the decision. Um, and so my sister agreed. We decided to move. I immediately called the ambulance, make an arrangement. I have to, at the, in the meantime, sign paper saying that they are we're discharging your dad and we're clearing all responsibility. We don't recommend that he he be uh, like him being transported to a different hospital. You have to sign all these waivers, right? So I signed that, trying to get that signed, trying to get all the records with me so I can take all his information to the private hospital. So I did all that. But there is a fun picture of me. I don't know if a video, a picture of me um, in the ambulance um, with my dad. I have to say that trip, I have not had that much fun and relief and joy for the last 48, six, or maybe more than that since I've been worrying about my dad's uh, um um, whether or not he has um, prostate cancer. So I was so happy and giddy, and plus I haven't slept for, I probably slept for like maybe six hours for the last two days, you know? And so he, he my dad was in the, in, the, in the ambulance, and I was in the ambulance with him, and, um, oh, this is a fun, funny story. So when, he pick, when they pick him up at the hospital, um, he asked me, he said, hey, do you want to use, because he said that he saw my dad with a bag with blood, you know? So he said, uh, do you want to use the the siren? And 
when he asked me that question immediately, being the price conscious person, I said, "Is there additional cost to use the siren?" Which he laughed as he said, "No, it's just because I saw your dad with the with the bag, and I want to make sure that that um that he will get there." As soon as possible, I said, "Oh yeah, definitely. If there's no extra cost, so um, so we took the I, my dad and I took the ambulance, went straight to the hospital. Night and day difference. This is how. This is, you know, I understand when you don't have the money. It's a matter of dying or, um." It's a matter of dying or getting getting subpar care. Getting subpar care is still much better than dying, right? Right, not being able to get treated. So I understand that, but when you compare it to a private hospital, of course I repaid money. Uh, oh my gosh, the, the difference is huge. We went there. The doctor immediately explained to me the whole time I was in the general hospital. Nobody wants to tell me anything. The only thing they tell me is that, oh yeah, we just we need to keep him for another day. I need to know. I want to know his hemoglobin level. I need to know his blood red uh, blood cell count and all that. I was like, his blood pressure. I need to keep track of. And I've been sneakily going into his chart to look at the stuff and take pictures. And then the nurse caught me and then like grabbed that from me. But they don't want to tell me anything. But to the private hospital, they explained everything to me and said that this is the this is the plan that we we we're gonna do. We're gonna go in there. We're gonna do this. Uh, stop his bleeding. While we do that, do you want to also, um, you know, if, if his prostate is enlarged, do we? And we, oh yeah, I think he's got his not X-ray, but his um, what is ultrasound that that he has. Uh, his prostate is super enlarged, and while he they are. In there, they might be able to just slice off this. I forgot what it's called now. It's like a whole procedure. Essentially, um, took some of his prostate, the enlarged prostate, um, size down so that he it won't affect his his urination. And so, everything was explained to me, and I made my decision. Said, "Yeah, let's go for it. Do this. Do everything." And uh, so they did. And that night, my dad was so comf like he. Number one, he doesn't have to worry. I'm no, I know for sure he's worried to death. He just does not express it, um, or at least he tried not to express it. But I can tell, I can see, I can feel it, and so was I. That night, Thursday night, was the the first night that I was able to say good night, Dad. Left the hospital, go home, and take a, a, a proper sleep. It's because my dad was comfortable. He was like already falling asleep, you know, and he was comfortable. The nurses were just a bell away. They were outside, right outside his room. They they can see him. They 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 attend to him all the time. They change his clothes for him every day. They would wipe, uh, give him a, a bath, and then did everything. He needs the TV. TV is there. He has his headphones. Watch TV. So everything. Was right again. Ah, that I'm、oh、gosh, that that feeling. And then, of course, the next morning was the surgery, and that that was a little concerning too. But at least I feel like we have an action plan. We have a game plan. We know what he's gonna go through. We know from that we will know whether or not he has prostate cancer. And just so, by the way, the general hospital after all that biopsy, the bleeding, and all that crap. 
they told us that it's going to take six to eight weeks before we know the results of his uh, the the lab result. Six to eight weeks. I would have been back here worried to death. I don't know, you know whether or not my dad has cancer. And what if he does have cancer? What is our next steps? And so I wish I was there when we can make that decision. But if it's going to be six weeks, I won't be there. So six to eight weeks. So I told the doctor and the doctor, the private um, specialist, told uh urologist i guess right he said uh he knows that he goes to the general hospital also and and see patients there as well so he said he know people really well there so he's going to call and ask them to tell him the results he said the results would come out but they do not have an appointment to see my dad to tell my dad what the results were therefore you have to wait six to eight weeks which, oh my gosh, really frustrated me. So I'm glad we went there. And so he got the results back and um, and it was it was negative. So he has no cancer. And, and what a relief that was. Uh, there was also a little bit of a recovery thing. My dad, because he lost a lot of blood, uh, went back to, when he was discharged, went back with my, my mom and my aunt and he passed out in the elevator. So that scared my mom. All that stuff while I was in the hospital uh, trying to settle the bill. Um, because they went out to lunch and there's nobody. This is at the private hospital. Everybody went out to lunch and I have to wait until they come back from lunch. So anyway, all that story boiled down to um, don't, don't take anything for granted your relationship that's around you don't take anything for granted it really felt i felt in a way fortunate lucky that i was actually there being able to take care of my dad from the beginning all the way until he's healthier and now home um it it was a learning and he actually we actually moved him to my sister's house to stay for a few days uh while I was catching up with my seeing my friends and doing things, I actually have some of my podcast commitment too. Uh, while my dad was in the hospital, actually, uh, I think it was after his surgery. That night after his surgery is when I have my Penang Hokkien gathering where, uh, oh, Pinoy Boy was there. Yeah, Pinoy Boy was there. Oh, yes, Pinoy Boy was there the whole time too. So anyway, um, so yeah, that was that. That was my trip. That was... So almost a year ago, um, uh, what happened to to my last visit? It was a very, very, very memorable one, to say the least. But it's also a very meaningful one. It also was challenging. Um, I don't know if I've expressed this to anyone. I didn't. I don't even think I told that to Bruce. I was really being strong as much as I could and especially when I'm in front of my mom because my mom is afraid of everything like anything would scare her so I would not show an ounce of fear in front of her because that's going to freak her out oh shit it's past 40 minutes oh my gosh I thought I could just anyway um, so I was tough oh and my sister too I mean I 
my sister's been helping us running around and she has his, her own condition. And I think some of you may know from my previous podcast about my sister's condition. She was bedridden for over a year. Uh, she couldn't walk. She has this condition and she still has it. She's just controlling it with, with medication. And so as she was like rushing and going back and forth, she herself was starting to get weak she couldn't she couldn't lift her legs up enough to get on the steps and she has to still drive my mom home so that was very very concerning for me and all that's gonna land on me but i was like you know i don't i'm gonna drive if if you can't drive i'm driving i i I don't care if i i can figure it out so um but it all turned out great uh my dad is healthy uh I kept asking him, nagging him to go back to the to the doctor. It's been a year. I want him to go back for a checkup. I think he's due soon, but I really want to push him. He's like, don't wait. Um, so, yes, we have to pay for the private hospital. He was in, in the hospital for four to five days. can't remember, including his surgery. So it, it was a big chunk. But you know what? I was going to spend money anyway on my vacation. So uh, part of that money comes out of my vacation fund. Um, but we, you know, my, my brother and I paid for it. Um, I was lucky that I was there. At least I was there. Otherwise, I don't really know. I, I don't really know how it's going to turn out. I mean, is my sister going to deal with all that? Are we going to fly home or do we not fly home? I don't know. I've just felt, that's why I felt so lucky to be able to be there and handle everything from the beginning until the end. Um, I felt at least what I got out of this was the fact that I was at least there um, doing my best as a child, uh, as a son. Um, that was the that that was the that was the only time that that um, that I really get to pay back in a very literal sense. Like I'm I'm, I'm caring for my dad again as he did when I was a child. So that's it. I don't promise that I'll come back for more show, but this is a story that I've always wanted to to put it down onto my podcast feed and finally get to do it. And I hope you're still here. I don't know how many of you still are. If you are, let me know. Um, Onlinepodcast.com or snap me or tweet me at John Ong. So until next time, don't forget to smile, bitches. Bye.